Hello, and welcome to Crying Out Loud. We are your hosts, Sandy and Ashley. On Crying Out Loud, our goal is to destigmatize mental health and treatment by providing insight into the mental health world. Um, join us on our journey of vulnerability as we discuss our own history of trauma, resilience, and healing practices. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the name, which is Crying Out Loud. Um, and we, we kind of came up with this name after like talking about previous jobs and we, we were both um, child protective social workers and just discussing past clients and how mental health is not often considered uh, maybe at the forefront of, of most of the clients who come into the system. Because when you think about behaviors and like mental health, it, some mental health is obvious, they come in for mental health, but then when some behaviors come in, it's like histories of um, drug abuse or alcohol use um, or even physical abuse or neglect, how mental health has played a role into getting them to that point. So that's kind of like how we got started talking about this. And then also like when we're coming up with the name, it's more like how it's stigmatized, mental health is stigmatized and you're, you know, you're not often known to like, be able to show emotion or express emotion especially in public you have to do it in private and so the point of crying out loud is to not only just destigmatize mental health but to normalize having emotions looking inside you know why am i having these feelings or identifying the feelings and what might be driving my own behaviors behind these feelings um, so that that's kind of how we started out with um developing the podcast and the name of crying out loud yeah it's it kind of as you were talking it kind of reminded me of like what comes first the chicken or the egg you know so does yeah. mental health come first or is it you know another underlying issue that impacts mental health or really kind of brings it to life so um also you know it is very secretive like you said um some people are very shameful by it or embarrassed by it and so you know really just crying out loud you know that's literally what we mean you know we want people to be able to talk about things we want people to um to be able to destigmatize mental health because it is it's very normal everyone has their own struggles and their you know their own issues and it's being mm -hmm. able to one being able to talk about it is can be healing and it is healing mm -hmm. and again that's where we were talking about things and just again part of our journey into this is to be able to you know tell a little bit about our own stories as part of our own healing process. Normalizing emotions is just another really big part of um, our podcast, Crying Out Loud, and uh, you know, just part of destigmatizing mental health in general. Um, a lot of people don't understand that you can have a full range of emotions. It's not just you're happy or you're sad or you're happy or you're angry, but becoming more emotionally intelligent, which um, reminds me of the social emotional learning that is now implemented in a lot of schools you know we were talking about how with kids you know just teaching them that you know to to hide your emotions to, to not show emotions to not be angry and cry or throw temper tantrums you know whatever that none of that is okay you're basically telling your kids hey you know what you don't know how to feel you can't feel like that or um you know parents end up telling you know our children how they should feel when really it should just be um, reintegrated into parenting. A lot of our issues that you know we experience as adults, sometimes that is just not knowing how to express our emotions. Right. I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Like when you know the core part of growing up is learning how 
um, to identify emotions and then being taught maybe how to handle those emotions. And when you tell a, you know, a child to sit down and be quiet or, you know, stop crying before I give you something to cry about, you know, which we've, we've heard those things. I mean, I know I heard those things growing up um, or, you know, don't be angry or it's like you're not validating the experience someone is having at a very young age. You're not teaching them how to express that anger at a very young age. And so you're not giving them the opportunity to develop emotionally. So a lot of feelings are repressed or they don't know how to have that, you know, address that anger at the, in the moment, which, you know, growing up, if you continue that process, that gives you problems later on in life. If you don't know how, or you mm -hmm. never learn how to, to deal with those emotions. So that goes, you know, again, normalizing emotions and knowing that it's okay too, that maybe that's how you were raised, but it can be changed and you as a person can learn to just take control of your emotions and learn more about how to deal with them in the here and now. And that's okay too, but we can't start to understand or normalize if we don't talk about it. Yeah. And that's really, you know, the important part of destigmatizing mental health is really just talking about emotions and feelings and just reaching out for help or even being okay with setting boundaries and saying no if you have to. Which can be hard. It's like, you know, when you say no, or especially if you're a people pleaser, it's like, oh, they're going to mm -hmm. think this of me or they're going to think that of me. And then you're over here reeling on it, you know? So it, it is just, that's probably one of the hardest things is to, to learn those boundary settings and being okay with it. Yeah. But, and then, you know, that kind of goes into just vulnerability and just being vulnerable with, um, with our, ourselves and being able to kind of share our story or whatnot. You know, Brene Brown, she is wonderful, wonderful, but she's a research professor at the University of Houston. Um, she's also a professor in management at the University of Texas at Austin McComb School of Business. She spent the past two decades studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. And um, she is the author of Dare to Lead, one of the books that we had to read. She shared some of the things that really stood out to me were just a couple of quotes from her. Um, is connection is the ability to feel connected. It's why we're here. It's what gives us purpose and meaning to our lives. So we have to be able to connect to other people really in order to i feel like to have a purposeful and meaningful life like i feel without connection with others that might cause some mental health struggles where we don't feel connected with others and we feel alone or uh, secluded even and when i think about connection and mental health i'm immediately reminded of like shamefulness you know sometimes we feel shameful for having mental health struggles or embarrassed to um, to speak out about it. Um, you know, one of the things that Brene Brown said was the thing that underpinned this feeling of shame is excruciating vulnerability. And the idea is that in order for connection to happen, we have to allow ourselves to be seen. And she also said, I believe that you have to walk through vulnerability to get courage, therefore embrace the suck, which I really appreciate. <laughs> because it does suck. I mean, just being vulnerable is, it's hard. It's really hard. What what I do like about this, and I think having the opportunity to, to listen to her through, you know, different speaking engagements and TED Talks and, and, and reading the book and just learning more about her, it gave me time to reflect 
on myself as a person and learning to be more vulnerable. Just always trying to put up, you know, for me, like this front of always, you know, they call it a mask. Kind of like, oh, everything's perfect, everything's fine and dandy, but never like, I guess, really sharing my own experiences, which loses that part of connection that I have probably been looking for and needed to kind of share in my own story, which is a, a healing process. Um, so I really, I really like learning mm-hmm. her her take on it and the research she's done on it. And it really gave me pause to to learn how to start opening up a little more about, you yeah. know, my own life and what I've been through and um, to start building connections in, in a different way, I guess, in a more um, authentic, more authentic connection. Right. I think that yeah. would that would be um, not only friendships, but even with my husband. Being able to share with yeah. him where normally I would shut down. Yeah. You know, because like he knows me the best and it's still like I wouldn't tell him what's on my mind or what I'm really thinking or this and that. Just out of shame. Or like I shouldn't be feeling like this kind of thing. But to hold it all in, I think is people say it's got to be strong kind of thing. But holding it all in all the time is not healthy. And that's Part of being vulnerable, knowing that it's, yeah. that it's okay to, to express yourself and to have feelings, and, yeah. but also learning to learn how to identify those feelings. Right. We have to be able to help ourselves before we can help others, and um, it's kind of cliche in in our field, but you know the the air mask, the oxygen mask on the airplane talk, you know, or the analogy, you know, you can't if the plane is going down you have to use the air mask or the oxygen mask yourself first before you can help other people. And it really is true. You know, um, our environment is important, but if we have not healed, if we have not walked through our own trauma, um, we can't really help someone else walk through that same trauma or similar trauma because we don't all have the same trauma, of course, but we really do have to be healed ourselves in order to be able to help somebody else along their journey. I think learning those healing practices and becoming aware of things um, mm-hmm. that are either one triggers or that are, you know, lead you to be connected to people who might be toxic or to stay in toxic situations. Um, when you start identifying and learning those areas, then you are also building a connection of um, a social network of people who are also going to be um, a more of a support system, a more of a positive support and life structure. So you're going to continue to thrive um, on a personal level and then on a social level because you're not, I don't want to say attracting, but, you know, we do tend to like put off like people, people, if they're going to be like manipulators, they're going to be drawn yeah. to people who can be easily manipulated. And so you begin to... Right learn how to build more positive relationships basically and to weed out those those people and put those boundaries in place too so that maybe you're not always the one that's being called on to do things like that kind of thing so you're just from the inside out is definitely right you know taking care of yourself first um before you can take yeah. care of others yeah well and you know we have we've talked about it in the past about relationships and our um not just like spouse whatever but friendships and acquaintances and our support groups and stuff that environment is very impactful for our own recovery as well where we place ourselves is usually 
like in those environments is usually what we're impacted by. So if we're putting ourselves in negative environments, then obviously we're going to have negative outcomes, right? And so we need to, we need to always be pushing ourselves for, for healing and success. And in order to do that, we do have to, to be in those supportive environments. And that is, like you said, setting boundaries and that's family, that's friends, that's saying no to, you know, church members when they need your help with something, you may not be able to do it right then and there, you know, I mean, it can be all different kinds of things. It literally is just extremely important to set boundaries. And it could be your spouse or even your child. Like those are, those are real things. Like Mm -hmm. just for your own personal sanity, it's like, no child, you know, this is what the rules are. And this is the expectation. And then, cause then you're not in this like battle back and forth. You know, so having those clear boundaries and expectations in that way can be helpful. Too. Um, that kind of that just made me think of why we actually chose the name "Crying Out Loud" and how we were talking about, you know, run into our closet and hiding to just have a moment, you know, just to cry or you know, um, scream or whatever, just to have a moment because we could, we didn't feel like we could tell our children, you know, what, no, give me, give me five minutes. Right. I need to just process through this. Um, you know, and instead we are putting ourselves in the closet or the bathroom or wherever, you know, locking ourselves in the bedroom and which is fine. If that's what you need to do, then do it, you know, Mm -hmm. but also I think it's very important to be able to, um, explain to your kids, you know what, I'm upset because this is what I'm going through right now. And then not only does that like show them emotions, like our different emotions and how we handle it, but it's teaching them how to handle it healthy and appropriately. And then it's also teaching them that it's okay. Yeah. It is okay to be sad. It's okay to to be hurt. It's okay to you know feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Yeah, um, I, and I just I think that builds the bonds. You know, I think it builds a bond between um, between yourself and your children, also, or your spouse, or whoever you're having to say no to at the moment. So just picking up on that, um, definitely learn, you know, running to the bathroom or like when I'm mad, walking away and not saying anything. Um, so not really identifying those emotions. That's something I caught on just, I never wanted my kid to see me mad, you know, mm-hmm. but then it's like when, obviously if I need to go and self-regulate, if I'm human, that, okay. Yeah. Anyone go right. to take your moment, get yourself together. Like in a, in a if you're really hot, but mm-hmm. to identify in the moment like hey this you know i'm really angry now this is kind of why and this is what i need from you because like you said that is teaching them to kind of like do it you know express it acknowledge the feeling and then this is why i'm this way and then this is what i need from you kind of thing and then he's learning what for me i have a boy he's learning like you said to to do it in the in a more healthy way and that's with all mm-hmm. the feelings. I think the most feeling that comes up in our house is feelings of frustration and that it's okay though. <laughs> so, um, but being able to identify feelings is, is to me, is so significant. I don't know what I'm feeling. Like we hear that a lot. And it's like, cause for me, I feel like growing up, it was just again, shut down, shut down, shut down. Just be happy. <laughs> and it became like just this thing. So learning how to just identify and explain and express is a process for me, even at this age. So I definitely, that's something I've always wanted to try to instill in him. And I had to realize he had to kind of see me mad sometimes. And that's okay too. 
even though like for me I was like oh I'm not supposed to be mad around my kid <laughs> you know no and it's, it's okay you know and giving myself grace for that so yeah but you know as long as you're doing it in a healthy manner where you're saying you know what this is what I'm upset about right now and this is how I feel this is what anger looks like for me this mm -hmm. is what anger feels like for me then that's really the important thing uh, you're not just yelling and screaming at your child or at whoever you know has made you upset but just really talking through that and explaining those emotions and those feelings um, that is setting our children up for success so coming up on the next few episodes we're going to be digging deeper into our own vulnerabilities as we share our perspective and stories of growing up and our journey into social work so thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope you will join us next time as we continue destigmatizing mental health and treatment by providing insight into the mental health world. Please know that your feedback is imperative as it will help guide this podcast. You may contact us through our website at cryingoutloud.net, on Facebook as Crying Out Loud Podcast, on Instagram as cryingout.loud, or by sending an email to info at cryingoutloud.net. If you would like to share your story, please fill out the Be a Guest form on our website and we will definitely contact you for future episodes. The contents of Crying Out Loud website and podcast such as text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the Crying Out Loud website and podcast are for information purposes only. Never disregard your professional advice or delay in seeking treatment because of something you have read or heard on Crying Out Loud.